You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027. Well, we had an announcement from the International Monetary Fund's MD, Kristalina Georgieva, today saying that the global economy is in less dire shape than it was in June, but uh, still risks crashing again if governments end fiscal and monetary support too soon and fail to control the coronavirus and ignore emerging market debt problems. Uh, We've seen uh, the S&P 500 and the Dow hovering near three-week highs uh, at the open, as investors are also looking for signs that Washington is uh, close to agreeing on more fiscal stimulus uh, to uh, the IMF's point there, while we saw a sell-off in some of the biggest tech stocks uh, weighing on the Nasdaq as well. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Treasury Secretary Stephen Mnuchin spoke by phone yesterday about fresh relief measures and are preparing to talk again today. That's certainly one of the the big talking points in markets, along with Donald Trump uh, returning to the White House and uh, declaring that the coronavirus isn't all that serious after it's killed more than 209,000 people in the United States. Piet Serfontaine, Head of Research and Strategy at Unum Capital. There seems to be a slight reduction in risk to the markets rather than a a positive catalyst driving things higher. Just give us a comment on what's happening from your vantage point. Yes, hello, Michael. So, uh, as you state that uh, President Trump is returning to the White House and obviously was released from hospital after being diagnosed with COVID-19. So, more importantly, his health is an important factor for the markets, and I think the markets is obviously closely watching what's going on. But more importantly, you know, if even a month to go until the presidential election, uh, that will be on November the 3rd, I think Trump's illness has shown his campaign into turmoil. But then also on top of that, as you've said, you know, it's all about the fiscal stimulus. And I think investors will be closely following the progress of this fiscal stimulus. And, you know, also on top of that, Nancy Pelosi said that the talks were progressing slowly. So, you know, I think we need to keep an eye out for that. Progressing slowly, exactly. And uh, this is um, always, it uh, was always expected to be a very volatile time for markets as we head into that key uh, November 3 election. So many in South Africa expect Biden to be a shoo-in on a, on a landslide. And I think the one thing we learned from that last uh, election is that uh, the polls uh, in this era of social media and even the betting markets uh, can get things horribly wrong on that front. I think it's uh, a lot, lot closer. And uh, at this stage, uh, I'd even go so far as to put my money on Trump being re-elected and taking some of those key swing states in the Electoral College. Uh, what's your one big thing that's going to be moving markets this week? I think most importantly, it's the German uh, Jerome Powell that's speaking this evening. And, you know, it's all about reiterating the fact of additional uh, fiscal stimulus to underpin the slow economic recovery. You also mentioned it, but, you know, the fact is also due to publish the minutes of the September FOMC meeting uh, tomorrow, which are expected to underline the message that there is little prospect of an interest rate hike in the next couple of years. But, you know, that's uh, economic growth and, you know, slowdown in the U.S. labor market recovery. Uh, You know, it's the clearest indication, I think, that the economy is losing momentum uh, as we're heading into the fourth quarter. So growth has been boosted uh, in the summer by the fiscal stimulus. And, you know, the, the hope is there again for another fiscal stimulus.
Yeah, and uh, the, the problem is that markets have just become addicted to never-ending stimulus, be it uh, monetary stimulus or, or fiscal stimulus, and mm, one needs to see some semblance of a return to normality, maybe once uh, the, the pandemic is behind us and we've got a vaccine. Uh, it's pretty quiet on the earnings front at the moment. Uh, anything interesting on uh, your radar screen? Yes, I think you're underestimating the word quiet. Uh, there's relatively just two stocks that of interest in the S&P 500. So the first one is Spaycheck, uh, P-A-Y-X. Uh, I think they are due to release results today. And then I think more importantly, it's Delta Airlines. Uh, they will be releasing some, uh, you know, their results on Thursday. But as you also mentioned, alluded to the fact that the earnings season is completely winding down in the U.S., it is completely winding down. Uh, and so what we're going to do is have a look at a, a decent ETF. If there are no companies reporting, it's always nice to have a look at a, an exchange-traded fund. Uh, what's on your uh, ETF watch list for the week? I mentioned it last week that, you know, I like the potential of a gold rally. Uh, and it's coming back to, you know, with the, let's call it some degree uh, of uncertainty in the markets. Uh, I always like gold as a safe haven investment. Uh, however, on the same you know, breath, uh, I must just mention the fact, I think if the fiscal stimulus will be coming through and the equity markets will be rallying significantly, uh, the performance of the gold might be muted. So you need to be sharp with this kind of trade. So upside targets, I see gold you know, perhaps back to $2,000. You can even extend to $2,100. But, you know, coming back to the uh, gold as an ETF, any replication of gold ETF, I think it's a, it's a good choice. I think uh, the new gold ETF is certainly one of my favourites in the uh, in the South African market, uh, uh, brought to market by ABSA, if memory serves me correctly, and uh, has been a mainstay in many portfolios uh, for, uh, well, the last three or four years, uh, certainly. Commodities uh, are uh, front and centre tomorrow. We've got the Joburg in Darba taking place, and that really, as I said in the introduction to the show, has become where the real talk happens. Uh, the one in Cape Town's just uh, become too much of a trade show. The Joburg in Darba has the right people. It's got the right CEOs. It's got the, the right mix of uh, of government and uh, and labour as well. And so ably emceed and facilitated by Bernard Swanepoel, who keeps things. Uh, Funny, but blunt and to the point as well. And I think that's exactly the way mining people like it. Uh, what's happening in commodity markets at the moment? Uh, oil, I think, is the big story. What's your view on Brent? So I think with some good news in the market, we can easily see Brent back to $43.50. You're going to ask me why am I so specific on $43.50. It's all about volatility and the expectation of how far a specific market can run in, you know, the, let's call it the next two, two weeks. So I think good news is resonating, you know, with Trump coming out of, let's call it recovery, and then I think stimulus hoax. But in the same breath, I will say below $41 will be a major concern. Uh, then it can easily go back to $39, $38. Uh, but also interesting enough is that, you know, the uh, brand speculators, have reduced their long position. So you can see there's definitely some profit-taking. But on top of that, the supply-demand balance has also been shifted 
by the latest Hurricane Delta, what's a tropical storm, Gamma, which will shut down production in the Gulf of Mexico. Just to a matter of useless information, it's interesting to, the, to, to know the names that they were giving Hurricane Delta and tropical storm Gamma. That's also coming back to optionality. So it's optional, optionality th- terminology that they're using. So, <laughs> and not, <laughs> <so> whatever, <laughs> and not woman, <laughs> women's names. Do you know why they're using those names now at the moment, Piet? <laughs> so whatever they seeing, what we don't see, you know, will still be a mystery. But yeah, it was just interesting to know those names. What's your uh, punt for the week? So coming back to our local market, it's really been difficult, uh, the market conditions. And, you know, you will be in a trade and then suddenly uh, you will experience the opposite. And most likely you need to, you know, take a stop loss. Uh, But it's coming back to you need to manage your risk appropriately in, you know, such market conditions. But coming back to what I like, I like the investments and wealth management space, you know, specifically called uh, PLC, I like. So with a reference price of where close today, I think 28 rand and 50 cents, uh, I think it can easily go back to 30 rand or even higher. Uh, we always refer to a change in trend direction. So that occurred after a bullish uh, MACD crossover. So remember, MACD is the moving average convergence, divergence, and it's a universal uh, indicator. So everybody's looking at that and, you know, you fall in the crowd as soon as there's a change in, in trend direction. Mm-hmm. And also on top of that, you know, there's upside price momentum that's supporting the bullish trend. Remember, momentum is the force behind the continue moving. Absolutely. Will, it's the herd mentality of the market, isn't it? Uh, that uh, has really been driving our markets for the longest time and uh, causing value investors to pull their hair out. What is it that you really like about Quilter, which is uh, formerly the old mutual wealth management business that was really formed to take over its UK wealth management businesses? Uh, what do you like about it? It's just the price action and the house been trading. You know, it's sitting, I think, at really good and attractive levels. So getting in here, I don't think will be it will be too wrong going into it. But also, I must always take you know a stop loss. I think below 27 rand, you need to uh, negate the, the bullish bias. And uh, lastly, I mean, we're talking about uh, COVID-19 all the time and we've uh, tended to shift our gaze elsewhere, but uh, it can't pass notice that it has now officially killed more than one million people worldwide. Uh, What's your comments on this and uh, the likelihood of the market to continue to be driven by the search for a vaccine? Yeah, I think, you know, it's coming back to, you know, if it's a real story, I know there's a lot of conspiracy stories running around. But, you know, coming to the fact it's reality, it killed some people, you know, killed, you know, more people than I think we all anticipated. So I think you must just stand clear, you know, uh, look through all the, the smoke and mirrors and see what's really going on. And I think it's coming back to, uh, you know, the fiscal policy. Uh, so if that's coming through, you know, don't miss the bandwagon and just jump on it. Piet Serfentain, Head of Research and Strategy at Unum Capital with uh, your trip offshore this week. Remember that at Unum Capital, they've built an offshore trading platform for you to go and begin your journey trading offshore. Visit uh, trade1027.co.za.